0: All right, welcome back to this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo. And this is our brand performance podcast. Now, today, our performance conversation is with our very special guest, Josh Corpel. Now, Josh is the co founder of Firebuilders. I mean, he's multi talented, he's a tall ship captain turned software founder. He uh, did some funnel mappy.com. We're going to talk about that, which is creating some visual step by step representations of customer journeys. I mean, anybody who's listening is all about the journey. And- And you also have your own um, Fire Builders live podcast, which is phenomenal. And that's how I have found Josh. And um, so let's just get started here. Welcome to today's episode.
1: Thank you. Yeah, let's roll into it. I'm pumped.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, I, for anybody who doesn't know who you are, Josh, can you tell us right now about your surroundings? So like, Give us a two-second tour of, like, what does it look like to be Josh right now, visually?
1: Josh is currently in Key West, Florida, surrounded by wild roosters that roam the streets like gangs here, and I have been here since the pandemic, coming off of the first leg of a cross-country motorcycle tour. So I rode uh, down from New York, made it to Key West, then the lockdown stuff happened, and I just decided to wait it all out here. So yeah, that's where I am. You're living your
0: best life. I mean, wow. Anybody who's listening would love that opportunity. So what was it about you that wanted to you know, hop on the motorcycle and just keep driving? Can you give us your mindset (laughs) about that journey?
1: Everything about that journey called to me. I've done a lot of traveling in the past on the back of a motorcycle. So I spent a couple of months in the Himalayas, rode all the way to Tibet from New Delhi, spent uh, a bunch of time up in Northern, like Nova Scotia area, all on the back of motorcycles. And personally, I think it's the best way to travel. It, it really does implant you into a place where you get to experience everything about that spot. And you're not just driving through it like you would if you were in a car or in a bus or something like that. So that's how I like to roll. And I was working from coffee shops and all kinds of stuff and just wanted to see the United States.
0: Unbelievable. What gave you the opportunity to do it, Josh? I mean, there's obviously, you know, there's a time factor there. There's a money factor. What connected the dots for you to make it a reality though?
1: Well, it was a lot of hard work, like pre-work before that. So I spent a number of years working online, a lot of e-commerce related stuff. I was running the marketing for a a big brand and kind of saw how stuff worked. And I I ended up developing my own software solutions to address some of the problems that I saw. And you end up just getting to a point where you feel really comfortable working in a very dynamic sort of manner, you know? And and I, I really, working from the road on the motorcycle couldn't be any more dynamic if you tried. I mean, you're subject to weather, you're subject to, you know, places, coffee shops being closed or, You know, I was staying with people throughout the trip on couch surfing, which for anybody listening, if you're ever thinking about traveling, check out couchsurfing.com because I had nothing but incredible experiences with random strangers who decided to bring me into their home and let me stay for a couple of nights all for free. And it was just, it was just such a great time. It's beautiful.
0: I mean, yeah. humanitarianism right here. I mean, really, because you're you're putting yourself out there, you're putting, um, you know, in your most vulnerable way, you are taking a path that is not charted necessarily, you know, you're just kind of in in the flow. And yet, you know, people really became a strong asset, I would guess, through this
1: adventure of yours. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really... You know, you could stay in hotels and motels and and stuff along the way, but really what makes the trip, the things that you remember are the people that you encounter and you can do it in a very intimate way with this whole couch surfing thing. And just on the motorcycle in general, it kind of lowers a barrier between the traveler and the local. And so it was just, it was an amazing experience. I hope to continue all the way out to California and then loop my way back around to New York and, uh so that'll happen hopefully soon.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay. So, you know, that's kind of the fun side of things. Let's talk business for a little bit. You're the co-founder of Firebuilders. So tell us about the podcast, Josh, why did you start it? And then tell us about the product that you just have recently put through a new phase or like a 2.0.
1: Yeah. Well, so firebuilders.io originally was a software that I created for my mother. So She was an author. She needed to be held accountable on a very consistent basis and get some inspiration and motivation to just write something every single day. And we were going through this whole back and forth manually. And finally, it gets to a point where you're just like, all right, so I've got to just. I got to figure out a way to automate this whole thing. So that's, that's kind of how that started. Uh, sorry, see, I'm in Key West. There's planes going overhead. I love it. The that's good. Yes. Place, hey, keep right? bringing it. We're yeah, feeling so, it. <laughs> um, so anyway, so that was, the, that was the catalyst for what Fire Builders is. And then what it ended up growing into was a way that coaches can keep all of their people accountable in an, in an automated way that gives them back their time. So if you are a coach and you've got, you know, 20, 30, 100 people that you're all that you are trying to kind of keep in line and keep progressing and keep taking action on stuff. That's what Firebuilders does for you. It essentially like kind of clones you 100 times and gives all of them personalized feedback on the things that they're accomplishing. So that's what that's what the software is. Firebuilders live the show was uh, kind of grew from that. Because I couldn't do the motorcycle trip, I said, oh, man, well, how, you know, I still want to connect with people. Uh, And I had this idea to bring them on. And we would just take a big idea and break it down into a singular step that somebody could do consistently over the next, say, like 30 days. And that's kind of how it grew. And and I ended up realizing at the very beginning that I wasn't a very good host. I had a lot to learn. Uh, I still do. But because of that, I made the decision to execute this show six days a week, uh, live on Facebook, and I've done almost 200 episodes now. Um, And the types of people, and the network, and the you know, and the stories, and the lessons that come across your plate when you do it that consistently is just incredible. It's mind boggling. So, well,
0: yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, these rich conversations. And like you said, I mean, people are, are fascinating and there's so many different things to learn along the way. And I'm yeah. I, I think it's just powerful. And that's that's how I saw you at first. Um, You were heavily connected to a lot of the people in my network. And I was like, okay, got to know about this Josh guy. And so, yeah, you and I connected and I I love your spirit. I, I love your focus. I love the products that you're putting out there to serve. And at a really high level, anybody who's listening to that, I mean, I'm a coach. I've been in the industry for a long time. That's a huge asset. You know, is helping people not only you know it's accountability, it's consistency, it's a time measure. There's just a lot of value there. So kudos to you for for being that person who had the the fearlessness to bring it forward and do the work because it's not easy, is it?
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely not. I mean, you like you just said, you have to do the work. Uh, people that are self proclaimed idea people. Not that I don't think that we need a lot of idea people in the world, but the the money certainly isn't in the ideas at all it's it's just executing and i i personally think that is one of the most valuable skill sets that any human being can possess it's being able to take what is in their head and tan- and make it tangible within the world give it to somebody so that they can provide some feedback they can use it in some way and that's all i've really done as i've created some of these software solutions yeah. so
0: yeah, yeah, and I, I know when I got into the industry, you know, I put a core focus to take the intangible and make it tangible, right? Because it's a lot of words, it's a lot of um, concepts, it's a lot of talking. <laughs> but then you're like, okay, let's let's not just coffee talk. Let's get down to the roots, and that's what essentially that's what you're providing is you've got a tangible outcome mm-hmm. that you can use and, and leverage. Okay, so that's just one facet. I mean, you're you're multifaceted. We're listening to that. We're hearing it coming from you. But as I come onto this, I'm like. So so, Josh, is there anything else out there that we're going to expand on? You're like, yeah, we got Coconut Nick. Who is, <laughs> who is Coconut Nick, and what are you doing right now, Josh?
1: Coconut Nick, Coconut Nick is a is like my stage name now. Almost, <laughs> it's like my pseudonym here in Key West. Uh, the so Coconut Nick started out as an idea that I had to improve the marketing with sunset sailboat trips down here in Key West. Because before all of this stuff, I was a tall ship captain. I spent my ent- entire 20s sailing all over the world on tall ships. Uh and I actually lived down here for a couple of years. Some of those years I was actually the captain of an 80-foot schooner. So I know the I know the the world down here a little bit more than most. And and then I go and you know, live my life up in New York and and do all this stuff, learn a bunch of stuff about software and marketing and automations. I come back down and by comparison, I say to myself, man, Key West, like there's a lot of opportunity here. There's a lot of missed opportunity as well. And maybe I can create something that will harness a little bit of that. So at first, you know, you just kind of take the, uh, the, you do lead these little tests. So I tried to, I tried to run Facebook ads to get people to book a a trip and take a commission from that. And like eh. You know, that kind of worked, but it just wasn't enough for the amount of effort and your, your commission price just isn't enough to, to uh, cover what you cost to acquire the customer. And so I said to myself, you, you walk down to Boston, you Street, you look across a sea of people and you see what they're doing and all of them are on their phones and they all seem to be just looking around aimlessly a little bit, figuring out what to do. Because there's a plethora of stuff down here. So I said to myself, maybe maybe that's the key. Maybe I just need to provide a little bit of structure. So I created... So Coconut cre-
0: Nick's like a GPS, right?
1: Coconut Nick, yes. <laughs> he is like the local guy in Key West to ask any question, where should I go? Who has the best crab legs? Where can I get a chocolate martini? Whatever. He knows all of the local places and the way that I executed this was that I built myself a very conversational automation, like an algorithm that will interpret people when they text Coconut Nick and what they're asking him, and then spit back a very personalized answer. And in conjunction with this, I built a site that displays all of the stuff that I wish like a Tripadvisor would display. You know, so I merged these two things together and I tested it slowly. And the response was incredible. People were texting coconut, Nick, calling him a super cool coconut. And they were asking him all kinds of questions about this and that. Where should I go? And, and it said to me that there's, you know, there's a need for this type of like 24 seven concierge that's on demand right in your pocket. So that's how coconut Nick was born. Well, you
0: know what? Coconut Nick may be in other locations too, because there are, I mean, that's transferable for you. I can see you taking that and doing it in many other areas too. I mean, because I've been to uh, Key West. I understand like, you you know, coming off a ship, you come in on the port, you're there and you're like, okay, if we only have X amount of time, what do we want to do? What can we, you know, we rented the little golf carts. I think pretty much that's the only way you get around there, but oh my God. Yeah. We had our boys with that. We had a blast and, but yeah, you're trying to take in as much as possible and you want the local fair. And I think that's what you're saying, Josh, is there's so much to learn um, that we wouldn't see otherwise. And that's what you're providing through this. So it's, it's a text messaging system. Then it's a 24 seven text with coconut Nick, but then it also is a website showcasing like kind of how to map it out and what to do.
1: Yeah. It's got the, you know, directions, interesting happy hour information, things that you should try, like Coconut Nick says, hey, if you go and eat at this establishment, you got to try the blank. And uh, and what's cool is that I also, I'm starting to experiment with like, with niching it down even further. So for instance, a lot of families come down here and they're always looking for family friendly activities, things to do with their kids. And I might just build an entire separate section where Coconut Nick knows everything family-wise that you can do and you just ask him, and he'll tell you.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's okay. But coming into this conversation, you know, you said like, let's, you know, you're the motivation person here, Marlo. So, um, want to know some motivation. I knocked this puppy out in 60 days. Like you said, Marlo, it was two months I came into it, I had this vision, but let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, the motivation to to have the idea and then take the consistent action. Can you give us some insight there, Josh, and in your approach to it and just a little bit more?
1: Sure. And that is correct. Like I basically had this up and running like within 60 days. And you just have to understand that like when it's it's good to have a grand vision, but you also have to recognize that that grand vision will most likely change on a daily basis, as you start to run into problems, as you start to encounter different things that were unforeseen that you ended up having to work around and, and create these little solutions for. So so that in and you couple all of that with trying to make these little small scale tests to see how people react, right? So I, I also have an engineering background, and so technically, I know that a lot of the stuff with coconut Nick it's one hundred percent it's one hundred percent feasible you can you can make something like this from a technical perspective. what you don't know is how people are going to respond that's really the key because people need to use the damn thing so so you need to do these little small tests, and that's how I was able to maintain that consistent action because I was constantly receiving feedback from people, good or bad, but mm-hmm. directional mm-hmm. feedback in order to know what the next step is. I feel like a lot of people just you know, try to build out their entire vision and plan in a black box somewhere, and they can't actually put it out into the world until it's perfect. But the problem with that is that you get a quarter of the way through And you don't know what to prioritize at that point. And you just end up stalling yourself out and then go do something else. Yeah. So so yeah.
0: So, So your approach has been, what I'm hearing is just tiny, tiny steps day by day. So basically it was like a, let's call it a 60, Step process 60 steps. I mean, there was you know, every day was something new, and okay, so how are you? You obviously have to be able to pivot or tweak pretty quickly. What gives you the ability to do that, Josh?
1: Uh, a little bit of forethought, okay? So, um, so like for instance, for instance, the pivoting and tweaking, as long as it's not a complete like 180, yeah, but if you, for instance, like take the, take the, what we were just talking about with the family oriented, like suggestions for, for Coconut Nick um, with a little bit of forethought, you, you can say, look, I'm going to build this for a really small little test bed like Key West. And that's where we're going to test it. But I'm also in the back of my mind going to think if I though had to scale this up and put it into every major city, coastal city in the United States, Right. What would make my job easier? How would I go about doing that? And those, like the interplay between doing stuff that doesn't scale and doing stuff that does scale, it's just, it's a its a dynamic nature that pushes and pulls against one another and you find this nice little mix right in the middle. Yes. So that's essentially how I was able to, to pivot because I didn't build it in a way that I didn't like maybe foresee a pivot coming.
0: Right. You didn't rework the wheel. You were just listening. You were intuitive is what I'm hearing too. There's, you know, I don't know, are engineers
1: intuitive? (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) You
0: guys are so methodical. I mean yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) so that's kind of an interesting interplay.
1: Yeah. You gotta have a good balance of intuition and because to be honest, the like take engineering for example, it's not as black as black and white as you would think. You, You know, you You have like the laws of physics, but then when you go to apply them to create something new, you will get an outcome, some outcome, but there is no, there is no back of the book answer that says, yeah, Marlo, this is right. And this is not right. And so the answer that you got is in the, it's in the correct column. There's nothing like that. So you have to use your intuition to decide whether or not you're on the right path, how to interpret those outcomes, those experimental outcomes, and then decide what the next step is. So it's a really, it's a, it's a good balance between like left, right brain stuff.
0: Absolutely no. I mean, I like one of my favorite places is Nantucket, right? It's a, you know, isolated island. You get off, and there's a lot of things to do, and you only have so much time, or maybe a number of days. And I get to see this being a huge asset for, I mean, so many different places where you're like, let's just, where do we want to eat? What can we do? We're, you know, taking it all in. So good, yeah, you know, good kudos Nantucket to you. Ned, exactly. you know, something like that. <laughs> Well, you know, you are the yeah the shipmate here, boss. You can, uh, I'm <laughs> sure you'll find your way over there. So okay, so how can we find your We're kind of coming into the close of this episode, so you know, where's how can we connect to you,
1: Josh? Well, you can find me on all major. If you just Google Josh Corpel, you'll find a lot of ways to connect with me. Uh, Instagram is Saltwater CEO. I'm on Facebook. Fire Builders Live is also on Facebook. Uh, You can find that on my personal page, actually. Uh, the accountability software is Firebuilders.io, uh, and uh, there's all kinds of nice little, cool little test drivey features. If you're at all interested in that, you can mess around with it and see what it's like before you, um, you know, before you have to make a decision whether or not to use it. And uh, yeah, those, those are. It's a good place to start.
0: Excellent. Well, I absolutely love it. Thank you for sharing Key West with us. So any last minute nugget as we're closing, I mean, anything is Elvis, like, can you tell us who is Elvis for anybody who doesn't know and anything fun that Elvis has been up to lately?
1: So Elvis got into a scuffle a couple of weeks ago and has this big cut on his eye. So I don't know if we're going to, we're going to see him. I think he might be strolling around here with a couple of hens. He's maybe we'll get him an eye patch or something for everybody that has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Elvis is. When I started the show, there are all of these roosters in Key West, and one of them in particular would always come up onto the uh, porch that I'm on and mess with me and, and all of my guests and stuff. And I thought it was going to be a deterrent as far as a podcast host is concerned, but everybody loved him. They, uh, they all heard him. They all wanted to hear him. They asked how he was. So he ended up becoming a co-host. And so now Elvis the rooster and I end up hosting the show and he's around here somewhere, but Yeah, I'll pass along your, (laughs) I'll pass along your regards.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh, Josh, this is just so enlightening. So thank you for joining us today.
1: Yeah, this, this was fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.
0: Absolutely. So we invite you to share this podcast with others and we thank you in advance for your partnership. If this episode left you inspired, share your biggest takeaway on our Perform and Get Paid Community Facebook page, because that's where we engage and respond to your questions. This is Marlo Higgins, your host and chief inspirational officer. Have an awesome rest of your day.